Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, July 23rd, 2012, and time for 10 dozen minutes of stuff and things and sundries and notions and haberdasheries with Jick and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jick will be with us shortly. I'm calling him. I'm calling him right now. I may not be making any noise or connecting me at all, but Lord knows I'm calling him. Uh -huh. Is there any chance that you're uh, hearing me, Jake? Nothing has changed. Jake can hear me. I do not hear him. Well, duh. Ah, uh, that should work now. How about now? Yep, that should work. Um, I even though I freaked out, I, my my setup was reconstructed from uh, having moved some of the gear to San Diego and back. Uh, see, I, I gave it no instruction to change anything ever, but it decided to, to switch the audio from the speakers to the HDMI port to which nothing is plugged. Oh, good, good. So <laughs> just like man, you should have hooked that up to a television and see what my uh, voice looks like. Oh, I could have, I could have, I could have seen your waveform. Who needs synesthesia when you've got technology? Mm. How have you needs? been? Speaking of technology, Mr. Technology. Who needs drugs when you have love? I've I've been uh, around and up and moving and doing things, which is different. Like what? Uh, you know, things. Friday night we had uh, had a little date with the missus. That was cool. Uh, Ollie's preschool did a thing where you could drop the kid off at 6 o'clock give them $45 and they would feed him dinner and put him to bed with a bunch of other kids and feed him breakfast in the morning and you could pick him up at 9 in the morning. So that was cool. We went and had some dinner and some drink and we went to see Batman and didn't get shot. So that was good. Hey, too soon, buddy. I wasn't making a joke. I was like there was in the back of my head there was a little nodule of fear that would not be budged. That uh, and, and even like my mother-in-law didn't want us to go at all. She's like, no, people people get shot at that movie. Don't go. But it's Batman. I could not. I couldn't. I couldn't not go. Mm, how was it? I thought it was quite good. I uh, wasn't as huge a fan of The Dark Knight as everybody else in the world was. The second one. Mm. So I I thought this one was an improvement. But as it like I liked the Dark Knight, but I thought it was it's so dark that it's hard to watch again. It's just kind of a chore, you know. And uh, I think there ought to be at least a little bit of levity in in your superhero movies. That's how you felt about the second one? Yeah. Huh. I felt like the like Heath Ledger's stuff was exactly the right kind of comic relief for that kind of movie. Oh, I didn't find that relieving or comical at all. Huh. Like the pencil, the pencil trick is like funny uh, briefly. I don't know. It's it's just unrelenting. When I after I saw it, I thought that that was pretty good, but I don't think I will want to see it again. And I didn't for like a, a year. I bought it when it came out on DVD, but didn't watch it. I guess I only ever saw it once. I I felt like. Batman Begins was really good until the second half mm -hmm. of it, like until he's actually Batman doing shit that doesn't make any sense in Gotham City. 
Right. You know, like as an origin story, it was okay, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I only saw the I only saw the second one once. I think I only saw it in the theater, and it was you know I don't know. I thought I thought Heath Ledger's performance was haunting and carried the entire thing. Sure. It was literally haunting because he was dead. That's a yeah. thing. It's a joke. Everything that happened around it, though. And it, <clears throat> there was a... Like, the politics of the second movie seemed to be when there are terrorists around, you do whatever needs to be done to take them out. You know, lying, stealing, breaking laws. Makes perfect sense kind of thing. And the, in the third one, there's a little bit of a suggestion that maybe that's what got things so fucked up that the third movie is happening. Say so like, well, you lied to everybody and you took away their civil liberties and now when this kind of terrorist guy comes in and says, hey, they lied to you and took away your civil liberties, he kind of has a point. And that I mean, makes it, it seems a, like a it was little... kind of setting that up yeah. with, with Samuel L. Jackson's departure. I can never... I Morgan can, It always takes me a couple tries to think of Morgan Freeman's name. Mm. And I always get there, but... You want to say Gordon Freeman? I want to say Wesley Snipes. Gordon Gano? I see. I, I think all black people look like white people. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know that movie with Billy Bob Thornton Freeman. Mm-hmm. Freeman. But yeah, I would say uh, go check out some Dark Knight Rises. It was good stuff. The uh, before that, my parents were here for a week, trying to help me as I convalesced, and so I had we took them to see the Avengers at a. Uh, a place where you like sit at tables and order food and they bring you food and you watch a movie oh yeah and that that is tight that was an excellent way to watch that movie I mean, it, it, like the picture and sound were acceptable it was kind of like watching a movie in like the old theaters in Prescott mm-hmm. so it, you know it wasn't going to blow your pants off but the tickets were also less than half of what tickets to movies are supposed to be so I mean, I don't like anything blowing my pants off around your dad anyway. I recommend it. Around my mom, uh, sure. I've never been to one of those. Uh, It seems like it would be the exact thing that I would want all the time, but I don't know where there is one, Mm. and I don't know how any of that works. It's one of those things where I just sort of assume that I'm not cool enough to get in. (laughs) Any place that I really want to go is not going to let me go there. You would never join a club that would have you as a member? Mm. I I have to just slum until I figure out a way to enjoy the things that I can do. Right. That's that's how I interact with the rest of the world. I don't know. What are you going to do? Um, yeah, it sucks that all those people got shot. It's uh, uh it seemed like instead of like a instead of like a mainstream knee jerk against uh, violence in movies or against video games or anything, there was my my Twitter feed was full of people just immediately bandwagoning about how gun control, gun control, gun control and citing citing statistics and stuff which you know you do yeah I, th- I think though it comes down to a, just a philosophical divide where you have people saying well look if you were in that situation you'd be wishing you had a gun you're like no if I was in that situation I would be wishing that that guy didn't have a gun Right. I wouldn't be wishing that everybody in the room had a gun, which is what a lot of people are saying would would solve that problem right quick. Well, there is there is the argument that in an in a society that was armed in 
significant numbers that maybe you would not feel like you could get away with that. But I mean, if the guy was gonna, if the guy was planning on dying at the end of it anyway, I don't think that that would have made any difference. Um, yeah, I mean, th- you know. this is a crazy guy. Yeah, is the the main point. Like, sure, it is. Yeah, kind no, of- I mean, that is absolutely the point. And I mean, I, you know, I think that the 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 only actual argument against against the people saying that this is evidence that stricter gun regulations are needed is that I don't think that any, you know, that guy probably had a bunch of stuff that was already illegal for him to own. Yes, but he was able to buy them legally, as far as I understand. You think? Yeah. And, okay, I'll just say, if he was, then that's the kind of loophole we should look at closing. You know, like, the the weapons that he had were not anything that you're not allowed to have. You're just allowed to well, have Well, I wasn't talking that about that. I mean, I just assumed, Retardedly like, powerful. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I also don't know. I don't know a lot of details about it. I saw, oh, he had sophisticated booby traps in his apartment, mm-hmm. which struck me as, like, you know, I, maybe they were and maybe they weren't sophisticated booby traps. Like, they would have said that anyway because it makes a better story. I guess they had to... Uh, they sent a camera in under the door and found that had like the guy that opened the door was going to be missing his torso. Hmm. So yeah, they got it. They got it controlled though. They got it contained. Yeah, for a while there, they, they had the whole building at, uh, evacuated, and were thinking they were going to have to like, demolish the building, and but apparently not. It kind of sucks how in. Uh, you know, re- re- regardless of, of gun policy or whatever, I mean, you know, September 11th happened without any guns, right? Like, in a society that's based on just trying to, like, get shit done and, you know, make most people happy and not not put real tight controls on most of the things that people do from day to day, it's real easy for one crazy guy to kill a bunch of dudes. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess in medieval times you could poison the well. Only if you were a Jew. Yeah, well, sure. I said crazy dudes. Right. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I guess it also sucks that, like, everyone immediately knew about it, and that's all the news was about for a really long time. I think it's really weird that that guy is still alive. You think? Yeah. Like, usually I wouldn't go for the particular gambit, but I had a couple of people post... Like, the media seems to love this guy, and if he were, like, a Latino or a black guy, he would have been dead. He would have been shot by the police instead of being allowed to surrender. And, like, yeah, probably. You think? Yeah, because you see Latinos and black people getting shot by the police for, like, having for a nothing. wallet. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. here's a guy who's, like, strapped with a bunch of guns who just kind of walks out and... She's like, yeah, I, I, I'm done I do expect that you also me. probably occasionally see white dirtbags get shot by the police for no reason, I'm sure. <laughs> you know. But uh, but to point taken, I'm mean, it's it's and it's bizarre that they're still calling him the alleged shooter. Yeah, that is that strikes me as a little weird. I mean, I guess I guess you have, you know, I mean, the point. Do they have uh, to wait until he's on trial, like he's done with the trial? Because I would think that at this point. Of course he was the shooter. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that he was. Yeah, but I think that that doesn't... Without a fair trial, that doesn't translate to actual 
guilt in the eyes of the law, yeah, right? And that's I, and that's what they're basing it on. I mean, yes, by reason, absolutely. I think if they snag a guy in a meth lab, they the like cooking meth, they go. The news says the meth cooker, not the alleged meth cooker. You don't think? You know, maybe, maybe they nobody saw that guy fire the shots. They just I did. I did notice to be it there this time. Same you, so, uh, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's fucked up. And, and I mean, I guess how do we want how do we want our process to work, right? I mean, does does Colorado have capital punishment? I honestly think they should have kept him in the theater. I'm still I'm a little bit annoyed about that. Like, there is no doubt that this dude just mowed down a bunch of people. Either he is mentally disturbed, or he's just a psychopath. And either way, no harm, no foul if you just shoot him in the head. Yeah. You know, like drunk drivers. But it's a question of it's a question of what is policy going to be, right? And it's you got to write a set of rules for behavior for the police. And I, yeah, I mean, it, what I what I would not have wanted, and I, and I mean, I feel like this is the this is the common argument against capital punishment in general is there to be a different guy who looked like that guy also in the same theater and in the confusion that guy gets capped in the head, right, right. Which you know maybe maybe that doesn't happen, maybe it does. But when you are figuring out how to train people to react in that situation, I mean, yeah, I, like, I, I kind of think that in a in an enlightened society, you err on the side of not killing a dude. Sure. This is so just such it, an interesting case, though, because it was a guy in full body armor strapped with a bunch of guns who comes walking out of the theater where a bunch of people just got shot and says, I'm giving up. I just shot a bunch of people. Yeah. I mean, we also don't know, you know, yeah. maybe he was in between the police and some innocent people. So you wouldn't want to shoot the guy, get blood all over those innocent people, and then the department would be responsible for their dry cleaning bills. Yeah, that'd be horrible. It is, though, like, with the gun control thing, there was a Tom Tomorrow cartoon that I thought kind of nailed it, where you you have your conservative guy going, well, I'll bet you liberals are going to jump right in and politicize this tragedy by advocating for stricter gun control. And the protagonist says, well, you know, I'm not going to do that because we've had this argument before and we've lost. Like, as a country, you everyone's decided that you're right about guns. And so we've lost that argument. We don't need to have it anymore. And the occasional horrific civilian massacre is just the price we have to pay for that. Again and again, apparently. It's like, yeah, that's... To me, that rings kind of true. Like, it, we're not having a gun control debate because we can't. Because the people who are super into gun ownership, like any restriction you try to put on my owning of a gun is just as bad as if you shit on the Constitution. So like, yep, we can't have that discussion, but at the same time... I I mean, I think that there are... I would characterize myself as a distinct moderate in that discussion. (laughs) You know, and and it's just that I don't go on TV and talk about it. Yeah, but no, it's a discussion that is, is always going to be ruled by the extreme. Well, it's super, it's super complicated, right? I mean, and that's the thing, like everyone else, like, so the, the right will say it is not super complicated. The constitution says that you have the right to, to be armed. And then liberals will say it's not super complicated. There is no reason for you to have something that is designed just for killing people. But 
you know, Im- implementation. The the problem is like us trying to do things in KOL when everybody already has their toys, right? Like, I I'm not sure that, I- irrespective of what it is, I I kind of feel like if I'm living my life as a law-abiding citizen and all of a sudden the government says, oh, by the way, this thing that you have is now against the law, that fucking sucks. Right. Right? And and I mean, I, I, I guess I would take one for the team if I believed that they were right in doing it, I guess. I mean, if I was a gun shop owner... It would be a more complicated situation, right? I mean, and I'm not saying that, like, well, you can't make this law if it's going to put five dudes out of business or even 500 dudes out of business, but it is a consideration, right? I mean, do they have a responsibility to remunerate the the people who they've just basically taken a bunch of shit away from? I mean, what happened when Prohibition... What happened to warehouses full of rum when prohibition was enacted mm. did you get a did you get a lead in did you did they have like a place where you could go pour all your whiskey in the well as a show of fealty <laughs> you know i mean I, like what do you what do you do yeah but and, at the and, same and time like what it's not so much that we're talking about make these things illegal and take them away from the people that have them if you if you do anything if you say you know maybe you should register your guns so that we know what guns you have so that if somebody kills somebody with your gun we know it's yours like, I was nope, under the impression that that was already can't can't have no you can't register your guns because then the government can the government knows who to come and take the guns away from yeah, I think that's only that's, I think it is only crazy people that are saying that but they're in charge of that shit the reason why we can't do anything about gun control is that the crazy people have won like you can't have a ban on assault weapons because the, even the NRA will say you ban any gun it's the same as banning all guns well, you try we, and register the guns it's just the same as taking them away we, it's just the we first did, step we did for a long time in our lifetimes have a ban on assault yeah, and weapons. now we don't and some of the weapons that dude used would have been covered by that ban well sure but I mean the ban, was, the ban was still in place when Columbine happened and they still had them I mean that's it, the they, bought them at a, they, bought that, they bought their guns at gun shows with stuff. with the gun show loophole that we can't close because that would be unfair, you know it, it, that's the thing we can't do anything to anything to even maybe limit the like murder things spreading across the country is uh, well, just I mean that's the same totally, as raping Lady you know, Liberty and it's, it's it's strange to me but but I mean that's the it's also when when you say we can't do anything to limit the murder things you describing them as murder things is. Like that's that is a extreme. Is, yeah, but it's extreme rhetoric, right? I okay, mean, but you, what like, are they for? What are they for? What is an assault weapon for? What okay. is an assault? Listen, <clears throat> I own a couple of assault rifles. Am I a murderer? Do, Do I, like? Would you say that? Would you say that I am uh, that I am the owner of some things that I could only use for murder? I would say you're the owner of some things that you would that are chiefly used for murder. Yes, that doesn't mean that you are going to murder people with them. But what else are they for? I I mean I just I don't agree that they're. Uh, that's what are the, they for? What they're is the? For shoot, they're for shooting bullets at stuff. Yeah, 
What happens to something that's alive when you shoot a bullet at it just right? Well, they're not for shooting bullets at stuff that's alive. They, they kind of are. Okay. <laughs> if, well, you, I mean, mean, if, if what you want to do is shoot bullets at a target, but you I mean, get you, yourself but, an airsoft gun. But the problem there is that you... Do you make bayonets illegal? Bayonets are for nothing other than killing people. They're totally impractical as knives. They are just a device for killing people. I'm not saying... I'm not even saying that you're wrong about this. I'm just saying that it's it's... Because so many of them already exist and have for years and are already owned by people, the... And this is what a lot of people lose sight of. The overwhelming majority of firearms manufactured never kill anybody and are owned by people who are never going to use them to commit a crime or to kill anybody and that's and that's where that's where the we just get well that's part of the reason that part of the reason that it's so hard to make any progress is that like neither side neither side will admit the existence of the middle well i'm conflating mine we're kind of conflating my personal feelings about guns with what I'm talking about for, like, policy for the U.S. Like, personally, I don't understand the need to own a single gun. Or ever shoot one or fuck around with one. I would never have one in my house. That's for goddamn sure. But that's just me. And as a good liberal, I don't think that just because I think that, everyone needs to get rid of their guns. And I think the reason that super conservative people freak out when I say that is they go, oh, well, when I disagree with something, I want it to be taken away from everybody. So that must be what he wants to do. But no, but yeah, for but public I mean, policy, I mean, what just... I would settle for a sane debate and maybe some reasonable restrictions, but we can't have those. It's too heated and it, it's retarded. The rhetoric is, is too retarded to be able to make any progress on it so yeah but i but i don't i mean i i I think and i mean i guess this is i I don't want to put words in your mouth but i feel like you probably think the pro-gun rhetoric is more retarded than the anti-gun rhetoric by an order of magnitude yes okay no i mean i'm i'm not sure that i I agree with you okay at at the at the super extreme left it is equally retarded but the super extreme left is way out on the fringe while the super extreme right is the platform of the Republican Party. Like, the the left has a lunatic fringe that is just as crazy, but the right's lunatic fringe is running that party. So that's, the, you know, that's where we're stuck. Aw. I insulted Republicans so hard I made Jick log off. Let's try again. You gonna ring? I think I'm doing any ringing, buddy? What is going on? Pushing buttons, trying to fix stuff. Alright, hold on a second. Listen to this cake song, because it's a good song. And I'll be back in a second. Well, let's try it. Let's try We'll, we'll try one more call. Alright. Not logged in. Any nobody's logged in. 
Everybody's logged in. Hello. Did Man. you get so outraged at my uh, my moderate stance that you hung up on me in disgust? No, I thought you were so outraged at my insulting of the Republican Party, of which you are a proud member, that mm-hmm. that you hung up in disgust. I yeah, I don't know why. Occasionally, Skype will just go, "Hey, you have no bandwidth at all." Yeah, you're actually not connected to the internet even. This isn't even a computer. It's just a pineapple with a string on it. This is only the second time I've ever seen it. It might be because this is a brand new version of Skype Connect the Call, and it says we're trying to figure this shit out. I had I had solid internet the entire time. I was afraid that it was me because I I'm back in a new spot here. No, the, I mean the the last point that I was that I was gonna make was that there is this giant middle section of the country where people have a lot of guns, right? Sure. And it is it is not necessarily a straightforward thing to put to a vote to them like hey should we make the guns that you have against the law because of course they're going to say no right right and i mean that's the like what you're so what you're asking them is should we make it harder for people who shouldn't have guns to get them we're not talking about anything anybody's already holding like should we make it so a gun show has to have the same background check process as a gun store I mean, I think that what that would do is effectively just make it so gun shows weren't a thing anymore. And gun shows are awesome, and people like gun shows, right? So gun shows are why Columbine. <laughs> that's that is a extreme. I mean, yeah, yeah I, but I don't. I, I I just I don't believe I don't believe you. I, I that's that is that is where more, they got their guns. Okay, some but, of them. I mean, but uh, you could also say that the man. I don't see any problem with, like, here is some guys selling guns in the same way that a gun store does, just not for the same duration of time. Why well, do they so, have but, a I mean, but then that's the thing. I mean, you, you go to a garage sale in my neighborhood, and there are always guns for sale at the garage sales, because guns, guns are a thing that you buy. They don't really lose value if you take care of them. And they're a thing that, they're a thing that, is, that is traded among enthusiasts. Right, yeah, and I, I really have a problem with that too. Yeah, okay, but I mean, it, it's not a question of like, it's not a question of whether you have a problem with it, right? It's a question of whether you can get people to vote to say that it's a problem, and I think at this point you probably can't. No, you don't. So it's a question it of whether it's a so. question of whether like you want the majority's opinion to be the way that things go, or if you want the right thing to be the way that things go in terms of making the world a better place. And I, I feel like we haven't, we've we've landed on something that is exactly neither of those two things where I mean whose whose interests is the NRA looking out for like what that like the NRA clearly has an agenda right but what what is the basis of that agenda I mean are they it, so with with a Republican congressman, you can say that the basis of his agenda is continuing to get reelected. Sure. The NRA, the NRA is is not at its heart. I mean, I guess it's sort of like a union of firearms owners, right? And they're working against. They're they're protecting the rights by giving them this this sort of collective lobbying pulpit. Sure. To, to stop 
the reasoned minority from from taking away things that are important for reasons that they disagree with, right? So, I mean, that's it. Like, it, it it is very easy to say, well, I don't agree with what the NRA says, so they're like this just crazy, sinister organization. But like, what what are they going for? And I'm I'm asking because I don't really know. Yeah, I I don't understand it either. I I see a lot of what they do as self-perpetuation a lot of it seems to be fear-mongering to no specific end that i can tell which may just be self-perpetuation you know like every time <clears throat> some republican dumbass says something dumbassish i get an email from moveon.org that's check out what this dipshit just said do you want dipshits like that running the country give us five dollars and i imagine that's how the nra is like they exist to collect money from people who are outraged or freaked out I don't think that NRA membership is all that expensive. No, I'm sure they take donations, though. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's if they don't, they're true. just leaving money on the table. Yeah. You know, I don't really know. You know, my dad was a member of the NRA, and, and I mean, that's... Uh, like, a lot of this is... is this is the, 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 the sort of, like, issue with trying to talk or think about anything, right? Everybody's a product of the culture that they grew up in, and I grew up in a culture that was steeped in the responsible and safe use of firearms. And so I think of firearms as a thing that's like, okay, so this is a thing that you have in case you ever need it for anything. Cause who's to say, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe I'm crazy if I have 30 gallons of water socked away in a closet in case something happens to the infrastructure and there's no potable water for a while. But maybe I'm not. Yeah, but the you day know, that somebody goes like, into gonna, a theater and like kills twelve people with thirty gallons of water, babies. but so so it's I mean it's kind of the same thing. I like, I you know I uh, the, the the I don't know how to read the statistics that say that if you have a gun in your house, you are more likely to be a victim of gun violence. Right? I I honestly I don't know because I've never seen an actual breakdown of those statistics to say how it happens. Right. Like, is it because if you have a gun in your house, you are the kind of person and you are armed with the kind of sort of exterior courage that makes you more likely to escalate a situation that most people would just lie down for where lying down is the safe bet? Right. Right. Is it is it that your crackhead son goes nuts and shoots you? Is it that you get into an argument with your wife and you guys shoot each other? Uh, like I, I honestly, I do not know how to read those statistics. All, all I have is my own experience, and my own experience is I grew up around people. Everybody had guns, and even the people in my family that I would describe as crazy fuck ups never shot anybody and never would. Mm-hmm. And then why do you need to have a gun? That's my you know, personal thing again. But like, but, but why but do you have all these? The thing. What, you what are they you know, for? I mean, I'm not Damn saying it. you have to have a gun. You know, I'm not saying, hey, here's your gun. Keep it somewhere. No, I'm saying like... I, may, I might ask you for a favor someday. I, I Listen, I'm not saying that you have to have a gun. I'm saying that a lot of people do. Yeah, and I'm wondering and so, why. What are they for? <laughs> like, that's not a rhetorical question. They're like, well, you know, I would never shoot anybody and uh, I don't hunt. They, I mean, they, they are... What the for, fuck are they for? They are for sport and defense. And that is that is entirely the truth yeah okay I'm, it is I, i'm okay. sorry i don't i don't know how 
just entirely absent of any politicization. The reason the reason that my dad owned guns is because he liked guns. He was he was a a history enthusiast, and he collected firearms and did a ton of target shooting. We used to go out into the desert and find some garbage and line up the garbage on a ridge and then shoot different guns at the garbage, and it was great. Mm-hmm. You know, and we could have gone we could have gone out with super soakers and squirted you know, discarded giant bras or whatever, but we didn't. We well, because guns, there were guns. We took guns arrows. out and we fired the guns. One time I shot a machine gun and it was fucking awesome. I'm sure. And I didn't kill a dude with it and I would never kill a dude with it. And I mean it's it, it's just it's it's that thing where it's like, well, it, the reason that it is okay for us to have dangerous things is because we are not dangerous people. Right? You know, it is, and, and I know, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say, but you know what? No, I'm not even, I'm not even going to go down this road. <laughs> <clears throat> but there are better ways car, for us to get from place to place people. than cars. But you argue cars are... Cars are a thing that are not primarily for killing people, but that doesn't stop them from killing way more people than guns do. So, what are you actually what are you actually on about when you say that, right? What does the purpose matter if what you're trying to do is avoid people getting killed? If you're trying to avoid people getting killed, there are definitely larger targets to go after that you could use the exact same arguments about. But it's just in this particular case, it's a thing that people feel really strongly about. And the weird thing is, as a general rule, I don't feel particularly strongly about it. I just yeah, think, I, I think gun ownership is kind of weird, and I would like for there to be, like, a little more restriction on the way that guns are, are traded around. But, yeah, other than that, you know, like, I don't understand why you're going to read Twilight, but... It's just, it's, it's hard. Twilight. I think the, I the, central, the central issue is all all lobbying aside all all extremist rhetoric aside it is it is a tricky proposition for a group that is in power whether it is us in in you know this little video game world that we're in charge of or the government in charge of actual real people with real motivations and histories and houses full of shit it is hard to take something away from people that have always had it Right, and regardless of whether it makes sense to do so, regardless of whether it makes the world a safer place or not, it is it is a tricky proposition, and and you know I think that the it is hard to read. I I, I almost think that constitutional interpretations of anything are bordering on irrelevant because it has been so long since that shit was written well it's just like the bible it's it's open to interpretation and people will only see the interpretation of it that suits them yeah but i think it's important that it you know it it was designed to be open to interpretation and that's why an entire branch of government was formed you see a lot of people acting like it isn't though execute that interpretation they're like the second amendment obviously says yeah, you have but, a right to bear arms, so why are we even talking about it? And say, well, okay, right, but it but says, that, but that, in keeping that, with a well-regulated militia... That discourse so is... Th- it that is discourse is the interpretation. Right? It's just... It, it, like every other public discourse that we have now, is so convoluted 
and I don't, you know, it's probably not even the complexities of our modern world. This is probably a thing that people have been saying for fucking ever. But I, do you, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Do you think that day-to-day life is more complicated than it was when the Constitution was drafted? I mean, I guess it is now a lot easier for one crazy dude to kill a whole bunch of people sure. than it was then. I think it, it's a lot easier to go about your daily business and stay alive than it was in 1776. I mean, yeah. we, we tend to live longer and, and have better quality of life. And that that's another thing that... So, sure, in the Constitution it says this, but even if they meant... Yes, everyone should have all kinds of guns. Did they know what kind of guns we would come up with? Like, yeah. were they were they thinking of the thing where you pull a trigger and you shoot like fifty bullets? Yeah, but once? I mean, I think you could make the same argument about any. You know, did they know when they wrote the First Amendment about YouTube comments? I hope they never do. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that Mega sixty four thing? Yeah, that was kind of beautiful. It was pretty funny. Um. I, uh, I, you know, because, because I am who I am, uh, I, I spent a bunch of time sort of thinking about that, right. which I, I shouldn't have really probably, but, but I have, uh, I have three things. I have three things that I want to talk about as a result of that. Okay. Uh, one is, uh, it's, it seems weird to me that I, I'm pretty sure that the person that posted that video to YouTube was somebody that was one of our fans because I think that I saw the person that posted the video chiming in occasionally in the comments sort of sticking up for me but it leads me to wonder like what the point was of putting that out there in the first place wait am I I must be looking at something else what video the video that is me complaining about their blasting loud music and having dance parties in the aisle at comic con overlaid on them having their dance party at comic con (laughs) oh no I haven't seen that yeah, which they then posted to their front page. And this this kind of sucked actually. Like I before I get into the before I get into the, the uh, what is in in some ways I think some penance. Um they they linked to that video and then they posted a story about the Dumbrella guys that went and yelled at them but didn't name them, and so everybody looking at that video assumed that it was me that went and yelled at them. Oh, lovely. When not only was it not somebody from our booth, but I wasn't even in our booth most of the time. I was just complaining about an annoying thing that happened to me and that every every exhibitor that I was aware of was also complaining about because it was actually super obnoxious. You know, and all of the comments were just like, fuck you, stick figure drawing faggot. You're just jealous of Mega 64, and you think that fun should be against the rules at Comic Con because you're an autistic faggot nigger faggot. Right. Uh, and while, <laughs> while, I don't, uh, while I don't think that any of those people had a point, um, I was thinking about just listening to, listening to myself talk out of context. Uh, a, I was reminded how much I hate uh, the sound of my own voice. I do always, I do always think when I hear myself talking, it's like, man, if I if I could just remember from moment to moment what I sound like, I would phrase things differently because I remind myself of guys that I don't like. Yeah. A lot of the time, it it kind of made me think. Like, is it? 
I, I was I was being <clears throat> in that spiel. I was being pretty mean about those guys, and I don't really know anything about those guys, right? And I think that <clears throat> if if it had occurred to me that the things that I was saying were going to get back to the guys that I was saying it about, I probably wouldn't have said any of it. Or at least I would have been I would have been a little more politic about the entire thing because it, they they were definitely the stuff that they were doing was extremely disruptive and really really annoying to all of the people around them who weren't attending Comic Con, which this will lead on to our second point. Hmm. Um, you know, but I didn't need to call them names. Nice, and, and I and I did, and I mean I guess I I guess I did it for effect, and I feel kind of bad about it, actually. And, you know, I don't feel bad about it because of the way that their fans reacted. I felt bad about it because something mean that I said about some people was played back at me. And I was like, ah, oh, God, you know, out of context, even in context, I sound like kind of an asshole. And I probably shouldn't do that. I probably shouldn't talk shit about other people who are doing creative work successfully, who are popular and, you know, and and are, are just trying to entertain people. Same as me. Like, I could have probably had some beers with those guys and it would have been great. And we would have told stories about being on the internet, and it would have been a lot of fun. And I shouldn't have called them jackoffs. Also, a lot of people were making fun of me for calling them jackoffs, saying that that's like something that a 900-year-old man would call somebody if he didn't want to curse. Huh. Which, I don't, I don't really feel like that at all. That's kind of weird. Yeah, but I don't know. It's also possible that all of these commenters were like 12. And so... The only people that they've ever heard call somebody a jackoff were people who were 30 years older than them because they've only ever met people that were 30 years older than them because they're 12. Right. And everyone is either 12 or 42. Now I'm trying to find this video in this comment thread because I hadn't seen that. Yeah. I, uh, there, were some, there, were some choice, uh, there were some choice highlights in the devlog. Maybe I will... Uh, there, was one, there was one comment in particular that uh, was pretty good. I will try to find it in the devlog. I mean, it seems like on their page they are conflating or being vague about, like, there was another booth that had people our age, but they just kept fucking yeah, around. And, and I don't I don't think they did that on purpose. And people were thinking that was you, but that was the Yeah, I, I don't guy. think they did it on purpose. I, I think that was just, that was just unfortunate. Uh, so I was referred to as Zach, quote, autistic stick fucker, quote, Johnson. Hmm. Uh, and then somebody said... Shut the fuck up, you petite dick, faggot, mongrel, anal retentive disc jockey. Ooh. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, this brings me this the the nature of the, the comments led me to con- well, actually here. I, what what do you think? What do you think about the first thing? Like in in a world in a world that is as connected as our like the, the, just the sort of cultural space that we operate in or you know maybe the cultural space that we used to operate in and now Mega64 operates in with a larger profile is it okay is it okay to call people names and talk shit about them with an audience of thousands of people or is that irresponsible because I actually regret it you know, I mean, I think I, I think I probably regret a lot of the mean things that I've said about the Penny Arcade guys in the past. Some of it I certainly don't, because some of it I believe is true, and a lot of it I believed was true at the time. I but think like, that it's okay to call people out 
for dickish behavior, and you know none of the people that we've gotten in Dutch with would hesitate to do the same. So I, they didn't, though. They, you know, they honestly looked like the bigger men in that, and it, and it makes me wonder if they are. No, the, the know, way that why. they did that really was the. There were some certain people at this other booth who were tattling to security, and even when we were just trying to have a good time and engage people and make them laugh, they were, like, telling on us and being total douches. That, to me, reads really immature and stunningly clueless as to the the effect of their fucking around. They're like, what the fuck, dude? We were just trying to have fun. Like, yes, you are not the only people in this giant space. You dickhole. People brought up... Uh People brought up what uh, Damien did last year, which I was not around for this, but it was, you know, it was more or less the same thing as this, except he did it once as opposed to every hour on the hour. And Um, was he doing it while people were trying to set up their booths? No, 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 no. These guys weren't doing it while we were setting up. They they were just, I had, I mean, the the story, you know, the, the, the thing that I talked about was like, I had seen them setting up their booth and they were like I have done this and a lot of people do this and th- these guys are pretty young and this is a this is a thing that you will do you will have a conversation with your friends that you think is a funny conversation so you will make sure and have it loud enough that the people around you can hear it hmm. because you want to share your funny conversation with them or you want to share your conversation that you think is important and will impress them or whatever on some subconscious level and that's a thing that, yeah, you know, depending on how many drinks I've had, I'm more or less over that, or I would like to be over that. And so I get pretty cynical about it when I see it happening with other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were having joking, yelling conversations across a 40 foot span with a bunch of other people working in that 40 foot span. And, it, you know, it's not a fucking big deal. Whatever. Like, there are a ton of people that don't think we're funny. So me not thinking those guys are funny and them being loud and acting like, you know, acting like fucking kids having fun, setting up a thing at a big thing that they're excited about. Like it's, you know, whatever. That's not worth being mean to them about. But it predisposed me to think like, Oh yeah, not surprised that if somebody's being super disruptive, that it was those guys. Mm. And yeah, man, I, there is a reason that it is against the rules to blast music from a booth at Comic-Con, at least on that end of the floor. And that is because it is fucking miserable to be on the floor at Comic-Con. And the people organizing Comic-Con and the people working at Comic-Con and the people attending Comic-Con kind of understand that to a certain extent. That said, this brings me to the second thing that I've been thinking about, which is that who is... Comic-Con 4, because you sort of have to conclude that it is for the attendees, right? But I think because it is a trade show, and the people who are exhibiting at that trade show are... It's set up like a trade show, and the point of a trade show is not really to show your shit to the public. The point of a trade show is to be there, get the job of, of dealing with the public over with so that you can do the work of meeting other people in the industry and forging alliances and 
networking and whatever, right? Which is a lot of what it becomes. But that's very much losing sight of what it actually is. And what it actually is, is a thing that can afford for those guys to blast some music and have a dance party in. Because the attendees enjoyed it. The attendees were having a good time. It was like, hey, what's going on over there? There's some music. I'll go see. There's a part of me that doesn't like that, like, well, we're going to play a bunch of really loud music in the service of advertising our goods and services for people to buy, which lends a crassness to it that may or may not have actually been there. And to me, it's like, yeah, the people who are taking part in it were enjoying it, but this is a huge venue that relies on maybe maybe it doesn't matter if you're doing something that entertains 20 people if it's fucking things up for 500 other people you know I mean the the, the people the attendants also would have enjoyed watching those guys destroy Dumbrella's booth with a chainsaw right, right? that doesn't make it okay but in the grand scheme of things it was pretty harmless but it was harmless, but it needs to be against the rules because if everybody did it, then it would be an untenable, just sort of clusterfuck. You know, people said, well, how is this different than Damien carrying around a boombox and doing an impromptu show in the middle of the hallway? And I, it, I think it's not actually different. Like, I love that guy and I enjoyed the show. But security asked him to stop, and he did, and they were totally right to do so. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was... <clears throat> and, and, and I mean, I realized that the only actual difference in my head between what he did and what they did was, I guess, one, that they did it over and over and over again, and he only did it twice, once per day. And, and two, I like him, and I don't know them. Sure. Yeah, like I have a hard time taking seriously any of the comments about you on this YouTube video because they're all people who came from Mega sixty four site, and they have no context except well, Comic Con is a place where people go to have fun, right? So they were having fun. What the fuck is your problem? It's like you have no idea. I know it. It never. It never sounds cool to be the guy going. You kids should turn your music down. But in a situation like that, it would have seriously pissed me off, too. I would have gone stumping over there on one good leg. Yeah, I just feel like I was meaner about it than I needed to be. Is the, oh, sure. Is like, the, the, and the calling names, you, need to, you don't want to do that, but you got... You were under duress. I was super tired and depressed about Comic-Con during that, too. Hmm. All right, so this brings me actually right into my third point, which is what the fuck is wrong with YouTube? Like, why is that like that? What are you talking about specifically? Why are YouTube comments just without fail so, so horrid? And why do they allow that to happen? Why does why does Google let YouTube be what it is? Because it's kind of a laughing stock. 
right? I mean, there are there are just add-ons that just disable the comments on YouTube because there's never anything worth reading on there. Right. Why? Why are you, if you post a comment to YouTube saying, "This faggot nigger cunt sure is a nigger faggot cunt," why are you ever allowed to post on YouTube again? Hmm. Why is that comment not del- like? If it is just unmoderated, then I kind of despair for humanity, right? But that's I guess that's what happens in an, in an entirely unmoderated community. You end up with a few rotten apples spoiling the whole thing, right? Like, the people who are the most likely to comment are going to be the people with the least impulse control the and the the least thing to say. You know, like you're not going to get the people who will actually sit down and think about posting on this video because anybody who sits down and thinks for a second about leaving a comment on a YouTube video isn't going to. Yeah. So, I mean, it it seems like either the vast majority of the population is functionally illiterate or the vast majority of people who write things on the internet are functionally illiterate. And I'm, I'm not sure which is which. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean... Uh, you know, you were an English teacher for a while. Was it was it awful, or were there just a few awful kids? I don't think there was a single person in the class that was writing at the level that we were writing at in high school. Uh, like you and me, or we as in our generation? It's hard to say because because uh, yeah, I feel like our. I mean, it can't have gotten that much worse. I didn't grade a bunch of papers in high school. Yeah, I mean, I so, so I can't really depressing. say, but like there were a couple of people who wrote well. Most of them wrote like people who didn't read, where they had trouble with homophones and with idiomatic phrases, knowing what they actually meant because they didn't read anything. Right. None of them knew the difference between then and than, even the the best students. And at the like at the low end, there were three or four in a class of thirty, who just could not string a fucking sentence together. And certainly not a bunch of them in order. I mean, we didn't. We were not surrounded by people when we were in high school who read a lot. I don't. I mean, well, we but, were. But at but all, we were. We were surrounded by a, a tiny group of people mm. who were the ones who read a lot. But I think like some some reading for pleasure, or at least reading some school books, was the norm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess if, I guess in part if, even now, like I read so much more text on the internet now than I read in books, that if I hadn't had years and years of reading books prior to encountering a bunch of other people who didn't know how to write sentences, didn't know that it, you know. Also, I mean, my dad was crazy pedantic about language. Uh So, I, I mean, I came from a position of distinct privilege in in that regard you know i mean i like i don't know that i i don't know that i would have come by it honestly i probably would have what the fuck else was i gonna do go on dates but yeah like reading a lot of books kind of fixed our grammar and stuff and stuff you know and and knowing you know for all intensive purposes shit like that right yeah a little alone Oh wow, man! 
There was a dude who's, whose paper I was editing that everything, every time he meant to say let alone, which he said frequently, he said little loan, as in small and by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, it... It, it's if, an idiomatic if you, had never, if you yeah. had never seen it in writing, that's an honest mistake, right? Because it is not. That's why if you're going to write anything, while if you really dig into stuff. it, it does make some lexical sense. A lot of idioms don't. Sure. Well, or at least not. They don't. They don't make sense in a way that anybody who isn't a, specifically a language enthusiast is going to investigate. Yeah. But that's um, why I feel like if you're. If you're going to write anything at all, you should read so that you don't fuck things up and sound stupid. Well, right, but I mean, they're not choosing... The guys in your class were not choosing to write something. They were doing it because they had to for a college class, right? And you weren't teaching a, you weren't teaching an elective creative writing class, were you? No, but I, I would argue, like, you went to college. You learn how to write something that's coherent because it's not just your English class that requires you to write coherently. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really nothing that requires you to write coherently now, right? Because they won't fail anybody. Yeah. But The kids these days. I remember when I was probably 19, a girl that I worked at the movie theater with was like, hey, you're smart. Could you proofread this paper for me? And hmm. it was it was just atrocious. And she was like a senior in high school. Hmm. And, and, you know, it, it was pretty similar to everything that I saw whenever I would like, you know, I mean got friends and friends of friends that are or were high school teachers and so I've had a bunch of occasions over the last like 10 years to see stacks of papers written by high school students and say hey can I indulge my morbid curiosity by making fun of these kids because I'm an asshole maybe I'll talk shit about them on the internet jack offs maybe that's what I'll do but I guess here's my here's my the, the actual thrust of this third point is why why if YouTube comments are such a fucking cesspool, do they even allow commenting on YouTube? Hmm. If they're not going to bother to moderate even the most egregious abuses out of it, then why let people talk there at all? I mean, community is apparently very important to, to what goes on at YouTube because of all the, like, people talking back and forth about stuff. I mean, it's kind of like anything where it's like, oh, well, people use YouTube as a way of making videos to talk to one another. <laughs> and then they post it on YouTube because that's what you do. Which I don't precisely understand, but, like, who is this community? Are the comments actually all that bad, or are there genuine discussions that happen on YouTube? I've never seen one. Also, why... Uh, I thought about this. Why are you allowed to post the word faggot at all? Like, why are you allowed in an Xbox Live message to to, to say faggot if you can't say fuck? Hmm. And I don't know that you can't say fuck. I guess you probably can say fuck in a YouTube comment. So never mind. They're not filtering anything at all. Right. But I'm curious as to whether there has ever been so I'm not saying that you should never be allowed to say the word faggot I'm not saying that look at me you know me right but you could be having a discussion about the word faggot so that that is why I 
And I mean, I guess you could be having a discussion about the word fuck. But I mean, that's why faggot is not in KOL's profanity filter. Right? Neither is nigger. Because that was the thing that I felt kind of strongly about. Right. At the last time it w- I was called upon to make a decision about that, right? I mean, I don't know. Do I feel less strongly about that than I do about the word cocksucker? Because I don't let that in there. But, yeah. I don't know, man. But, like... When I see so like there there's there was that thing uh, recently in where there was the Kickstarter where the woman was wanting to do some YouTube series about the way that women are are handled in video game culture and you know she just I I don't know why but I I mean I know that I'm not surprised she became the target of a bunch of extremely vitriolic misogynistic horseshit on Xbox Live on YouTube and all these places on the internet right and the thing that struck me about all of this is not first and foremost and I mean this probably is this probably is because I'm an asshole first and foremost was not in my mind why are they saying these mean things to her but why are these people allowed to talk if this is the kind of shit that they're saying. And I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why the majority of the shit that you say on, the, the, that you find in Xbox Live if you're playing with random strangers is them being like 12-year-olds that call you a faggot. To me, if anybody complains about a 12-year-old calling them a faggot on Xbox Live, that 12-year-old doesn't get to fucking talk again until they're 18 yeah. on Xbox Live. And I don't understand why that seems like why can't we have that? People talk about KOL's community always in terms of how good it is, right? And I maintain that a lot of the reason that it is like it is is because of the absolutely cutthroat none of that bullshit policy. Right. And Which our willingness can... to just permanently silence people who yeah. only want to be disruptive. Well, and we I can don't do that get... because we have a small community and an army of volunteers. No, but it, I mean, I, I used to think I used to think that that's why that works. But there are small communities that are equally horrible. They just decide not to do it. Hmm. Other other games. I was talking to Clackling about this. He KOL is the only game that he's aware of that you can ban people from the chat separately from banning them from the game. Uh-huh. Which, that seemed like a pretty natural thing to me. I don't know why. I mean, I guess if I had it to do over again, I wouldn't have necessarily done it the same way, but, you know, if, if like, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like if there's a guy yelling in the theater, you don't... You don't just like, well, I guess theaters are just full of guys yelling now. Right? No, you or just... Or if there's like, a guy his... throwing a dance party in the middle of Comic-Con. You kick the dude out of the theater. You don't... You, you know, you tell him to shut up, and if he doesn't shut up, you throw him out. And, and I mean, I guess, what, are you worried that he's going to sue you for the cost of his ticket? It was a uh, big deal recently when um, the Alamo Draft House in um, Austin has mm-hmm. a no-texting-during-the-movie policy... And they actually had cause to enforce it and ended up with someone with huge amounts of butthurt raging against them on the internet, to which they stood their ground, which was admirable. But I wonder how many people want to 
just want to have to deal with that shit. Well, I mean, it's easy to ignore. Yeah, but from their perspective, like, it's easy to ignore the dude who's texting because you're not the one in the theater. As long as your customers are willing to just sigh and put up with it. Yeah. Like, if everybody who got called a faggot on Xbox Live wrote Microsoft and said, if anybody calls me a faggot again, I'm canceling my subscription, then maybe that would make some kind of difference. Well, although that's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, just right, right. 12 so, I mean, year olds as a general rule should, should just not be allowed to talk in an anonymous forum. Say that again. I missed the first part of your sentence. It's like 12 year olds as a general rule probably should not be allowed to talk in an anonymous way. I would There's probably, a- I would probably, I mean, I, you know, there were some thoughtful 12 year olds and some of the stuff that I said when I was 12 were, th- were thoughtful, right? I mean, I, got I, I, mean, I, some- I would definitely adopt an innocent until proven guilty stance there, I think, but. Well, sure, but I, I wouldn't hesitate to bring down the arm of justice. No, absolutely know. not. And we never have. And we- I spent several years being kind of a dick bag on the BBSs before I figured out that I should probably learn the rules of a community before I try and join it. And it would have been helpful to have someone tell me, shut the fuck up. And nobody did. <laughs> no. Not even when I was trolling the Nine Inch Nails forum about how terrible Nine Inch Nails was. Were you, but I mean, you weren't trolling. You were honestly criticizing and... I mean, you were arguing because it was fun. I was I, I was trolling. I just didn't know that I was. If someone described, like, okay, so what you're doing is... You're going to this place where people talk about how much they like this thing. Yes. And you're telling them that it's terrible. Even though you, you genuinely believe that. But you think that this is the place to do that. That's called trolling. Well, I think there's a subtle difference. I think that if all you were trying to do was upset them, then you were trolling. What you were doing was discussing Nine Inch Nails just as a little... Like, I think you were being a dick, but I don't know that you were technically being a troll. Hmm. I mean, because they talked to you. They talked to you, right? Like, And you actually had discussions with people in there. And, I mean, I don't know. Could I go in and say... You know, I like Nine Inch Nails, but this last album was really just a huge disappointment. I don't think it was good at all. In fact, I hated it. And I, if you asked me, I would say that it sucked. Like, that's not so different than what you did. <laughs> and, and I think it's the kind of thing that, that is okay. I mean, I guess that's the thing. We will say, yeah, we were dicks when we were 12. And there were probably times when we were dicks when we were younger. But we were never that kind of dick. Hmm. Right? We were never just like... Somebody said something I disagreed with. I know. I'll call him a faggot in all caps. True. Right? Because, it, like, we wanted to seem smarter than that. How do you make people want to seem smarter? Ugh, who are these fucking kids? But there's, like, like, there's a... Being on Reddit will also do this to you because people post the comments that they see on Facebook as well. And it is just, like, people writing exactly how they talk, and how they talk is, niggas they be cheating on tests, said the little white 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. And anytime, the, anytime you can use fewer keystrokes, then, by God, you go ahead and do that with your letters and your numbers. Yeah, because, I mean, the, you know, your time is valuable. Like, you have so many other people to call a faggot today. 
there's you, I don't deserve the Y and the O in you. If I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put a yo in you. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, let's take a break and me get another beer and then answer some KOL questions. All right. Uh, When you insert your uh, it's safe to listen now, people who hate our show, marker. And we're back. Hey. Back we are. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, just making sure. Making sure. Uh, yeah. So, uh, let's get to forum questions. Forum questions. How about a forum question? Let's do this. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kren von Salzburg says, was a root cause found for Friday's brief outage? Yes. Uh, the, the reason that it lasted so long is because it was Friday night and Jeff was actually out for once and it took him a couple hours to get back to the, I think he it didn't actually I think he fixed the thing on his phone wherever he was oh man um, but it took a while uh, the the one of the two primary web servers failed in a way that the uh, failover didn't work like it's redundant hardware um, but something happened to the proxy slash load balancer server that made the hard drives unresponsive but the OS was still responding to pings and so, like, the monitors didn't realize that it was down. Uh, and so anything, like, other domains that were hosted on the machines and stuff were working fine. You could SSH into it. Uh, it was more or less acting normal on our end, but uh, it just required... I didn't even have to go to the data center. I just called the guy, and I was like, hey, can you hit the reset button on this computer for me? And he said, no. And I said, why not? And he said, because there is no reset button on this computer. Do you want me to physically power it off and back on and I said yes and he did and then it was fine so that was that sorry it was just a thing it's apparently it is exactly the same thing that happened like two Christmases ago that I had to drive down to the data center on Christmas to reboot that machine and fuck I wish I had known that I could call them and have them reboot the machine for me yeah Jesus I guess I get like two or three of those a year without them charging us for it wow also found out that they were continuing to charge us for that 220 circuit, and I just hadn't been reading the invoices from the data center. I thought that had been taken care of, so we ended up with another, like, $8,000 credit with the host. So we now are back to where this happened before, when they finally removed it, and they were like, yeah, we'll give you back the money that we'd been charging you for it. And then it happened again. I didn't notice it until now. So it was, like, a January to July worth of that power circuit. They now, they now owe us eight thousand dollars worth of hosting. Hmm. So that that'll last us a while. It was kind of amazing that that restructuring led to us paying so much more for the power than we were paying for the data. Hmm. Uh, that removing that circuit was a huge chunk of the cost. So I don't know. I told them when they did it, I was like, "Yeah, we're getting rid of that two twenty circuit. You sure you want to do this?" They're like, "Yep, that's how we do it." Times they are a changing, and I guess oh, times they're changing in in such a way that bandwidth is now five percent the cost that it used to be, but suddenly power costs twenty times as much because <laughs> seems like maybe times are not changing so much as you're saving money and passing the savings on to yourselves. Hmm. Um, but anyway, Arundel gives a pancake recipe and says, "Also, I've been hearing a bit lately about gamification. What are your thoughts on this trend? Besides things such as tie-in items, Word Realms item, con codes, etc., would you ever want to add more gamification to KOL or more gamified KOL to the world? Well, I don't think you can make. I don't think you can gamify something that is a game, right? 
I would be interested in figuring out a way to gamify not being an asshole on the internet. I think as we've established, I would be terrible at that game. Maybe YouTube. Fuck you. Um, uh, what's a website? Uh, the Escapist. You're a bunch of jackoffs. You know, maybe YouTube comments would be better if you were given a certain amount of YouTube currency and it costs. You're, you had to buy their currency and it cost you money every time you said nigger or faggot. Hmm. Uh, I mean, you would only say it when you really meant it, yeah. I guess. Say them uh, up. I mean, then they would get they would get a class action suit against them by faggot researchers saying you're discriminating against our ability to talk about our field of study. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know whether I would say that Slashdot's moderation system is great, uh, but I can usually go and I can read a Slashdot conversation in comments about a topic that I'm interested in, and it is interesting. Right. It is certainly the case that Metafilter comment threads are at least written with a decent level of discourse, even though I so vehemently disagree with almost everything that anyone says on there, on either <laughs> side of an issue. Uh, the fact that it costs five bucks to be able to post comments on there is enough. You know? And it makes that guy enough money, and he's pretty happy with where it's at, and fucking great. And that's the thing. I guess you can't be the next... You can't be the next YouTube if you don't act like YouTube. Uh, please make a live version of KOL with the Google glasses. Please, we can fight Lady Gaga as the naughty sorceress or something. Make the council your local municipal council. Show up at a closed meeting and start demanding quests. See, I think you should do that anyway. You should go. This is really... KOL is a gamification of the world because what we are trying to get you to do is go to your local city council meeting and say, Councilmen, what can I do to help? What can I, an average citizen, do to help you? And maybe they'll tell you. Maybe they'll be like, pick up some litter on the street or start a soup uh, drive. A can. Drive can. to a soup kitchen. Yeah, drive to a soup can and talk to a man about a string. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your, your town needs. You know, this is why you got to go talk to the council. Uh, Cuddle Hut says the stat boosting objects in the black market are listed alphabetically and therefore appear in order Moxie Muscle Mist. Rearrange Muscle Mist Moxie? I could do that now. Mm. Mm. Uh, also, some months ago, you agreed that extending the wizard action figures one longevity to 250 to 400 turns instead of 25 to 40 would be a good idea. Having just embarked on a hardcore Oxy 100% wizard action figure run, I was sad to see that he still discarded his equipment after some 30 turns. Fix. Yes. I, I think the reason that I didn't just do that on the uh, while I was on the radio is because it is slightly more complicated than that. CD Moyer, I know you're listening. I know you're I know you're in a shell session right now. You should make the wizard action figures expiry on its gear a hundred a hundred thousand times as long as it is. Uh, I would probably not say 250 to 400. I would probably say like 225 to 250 because that is way too big of a range at that level. Tom Sawyer writes, Scully, they say an apple a day can keep the doctor away. Now that you're feeling better, perhaps we can finally have apples in the kingdom. Mmm, warm apple pie now with more holes. What does that mean? Uh, is there a 
It's a Kai fucking joke, I think. A copy of Louis Sachar's Holes baked into your apple pie. We don't have any apples for the same reason we don't have any coffee. Mm -hmm. Except now we have coffee. No, it's a running gag. Mm -hmm. And also that you can't see the sun. Yeah, and uh, that every cake has a cake lyric in it. And what's mine? It came up the other day. There's sort of like a tacit no dragons rule that is only violated by that one dragon. Hey. Um, and uh, God, fuck, what was mine? I, I, I specifically know. said about something in dev the other day that this this is to me what the lack of coffee was to Scully. That it's like a thing that the thing that it is important to me that we not have. Uh, let's see. Phil Sofix says the volleyball type stats familiar seems to become more or less standard for stat familiars with the bug baby bug bear and tune bandersnatches being interesting variations. My question has two parts. One, what prompted the development of the sombrero type stat familiar? And two, why are the sombrero types outnumbered so significantly by the volleyball types? Uh, well, number one, it was just another familiar that we had an idea for. Like instead of this just being a volleyball, how about it's like starts out as worse than a volleyball and gets better than a volleyball at high end play. Uh, two, I don't ever, I, I haven't wanted to, it is important to me that a Mr. Store item be understandably awesome to a person who is not a power player of KOL. And a, Whereas a volleyball starts giving you some stats right away that you can see the sombrero because it takes a while to spin up and is only really good. It's only really better than like, you know, an actual volleyball or a smiling rat or any of the innumerable volleyball types that you can just get in the game uh, at a level that I think a lot of people don't play at. And so that's why I've avoided it. So the times when there is an item of the month that has sombrero functionality, it is usually arrived at through some ministrations rather than a native functionality of a thing. I mean, I guess if we made a familiar that the thing that it did that speedsters didn't care about was the awesome thing, then it could also be a sombrero as its base. And that wouldn't hurt it. I mean, it wouldn't have hurt anything for like, I don't know, the organ grinder to be a sombrero instead of a volleyball because the thing that that does is not give you stats but gives you pies I guess it also just didn't need to be Scarfedon says so you guys mentioned that Scully had an idea for Jackass Plumber that turned out to be unworkable could you elaborate on it or is this one of those things that you don't want to talk about in case you decide to recycle the idea no it's basically like Donkey Kong as a board game sort of yeah it was like a <clears throat> a turn based tower defense game pretty much but yeah no board game where the he would you would be playing as Donkey Kong, who would be throwing barrels that operated... You could pick one of three or four barrels that had set behaviors to them when they came to ladders and when they lit on fire and that kind of shit. And you would have Mario's coming up three or four different kinds who moved according to each having their own little set of logic for what they did when they encountered ladders and which way they ran. And it... Nobody ever bothered to see if it would work, and I wasn't able to say whether it would work or not. <laughs> like, it would be cool if we could do something like this, and then we just didn't have the time to even yeah. bang a prototype together. I think my the the thing that I felt 
was unworkable about it was that the the board was fairly small, and so when things were moving, it was sort of difficult to tell. Like, did that guy move left, or did another one come in from the side of the screen, or like? And the, without the, having the, colors to differentiate them. Yeah, and 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 I mean, it, if with it animated, it might have worked. You know, if the things actually, like, if there was a movement sort of phase where you got to see what was happening, then yeah. it, then it might have been clear. Which is but, a thing that we might consider now. Yeah. But certainly not. Like, after Alice's Army and after Porco, that's yeah. something that we might consider doing. But it was just, it was one of those things where I thought, and I do this a lot, that I had this idea and I had fully fleshed it out and it was just ready for somebody to implement it. And that couldn't have been further from the truth. Mm. Uh, also, Jick RSS feeds. Every week I have to scroll down further on my reader to get to the current video games hot dog show and exercise in futility because all of them link to videogameshotdog.com and not the podcast itself. What? Really? Hmm. Uh, also, your feed is the only one I've ever seen that doesn't limit the number of items on the list. In the case of the regular radio show, this means it takes several seconds to even load because it loads every show you've ever done. Would you consider limiting the number of shows on the feed to, like, the 20 most recent or something? Is that true of the RSS feed about our shows? I don't think that it is. I don't think that that goes all the way back. Hmm. Um, let, yeah, let me look. I don't... I don't like it when an RSS feed for a podcast doesn't have all the episodes of the podcast on it. Uh, I guess we just do too many podcasts for that to be a thing. But Wow, damn. Okay, so that is pretty big, but let's see. So, uh, 7 16 2012, that's the most recent one, I guess, and it goes back to, yeah, January of 2011, which is when we switched over to this feed. So it's not every show we've ever done by a damn stretch. Damn sight, <laughs> long shot stretch. A damn stretch. Radio.kingdomofloathing.com has shows going back to 2004. Um, boy, that's man. Man, that's man. Uh, I guess I could reverse the order on them. I Like, my... All of the software that I have ever used that handles podcasts handles Video Games Hot Dog and Advice Hot Dog and the KOL podcast exactly the same way that it handles every other podcast feed. So I don't actually know what it is. I guess if you're looking at it in an RSS reader directly because you don't use iTunes or iCatcher or whatever, Zoom Marketplace <laughs> or whatever, but... At that point, if all you want is the link to the most recent episode of Video Games Hot Dog, just go to videogameshotdog.com. Yeah. Right? Like, what? Like, if you don't have an aggregator that is configurable, why are you using the RSS feed? And I'm asking this as a serious question because I don't know. And if there's something that I could do that would make life easier for you and the nine other guys like you, then I would do it. Uh, I just don't. I honestly don't know what it is, and I have no way to test it on my end. Uh, fellow Nee says, any thoughts on ways to permanently hide items from our inventory so we don't have to scroll through them all the time? I thought my despised tab, which works like favorites, except despised items show up only in the despised tab, was a good idea, but it didn't elicit any comments from the dev staff. I like that idea. I think as part of a custom inventory tabs thing, I could see that happening. Favorites. And what's the opposite of a favorite? 
Because yeah, despised yeah. is not really, like, it's not really, a, it doesn't work as a noun like that. Yeah, but you didn't say, like, the opposite of favorite is least favorite. Yeah. Right. Uh, HKC says, what are your thoughts about being hosted on something like EC2 or Google App Engine rather than your own hardware? Seems like the ability to do a temporary scale-up for short periods of time, Crimbo World Events, would be pretty useful for you guys. Uh, alternatively, if you're going to host your own hardware and have enough capacity to deal with peaks, have you found ways to turn the excess capacity you usually have into gold Ferraris and whatnot? Uh, no. We haven't done anything with the excess capacity on the servers. It, it has more or less been the case that the availability of cheap hardware has kept up with... I mean, our usage demands haven't really been increasing for quite a while uh, as we're as we're on that the long, steady decline side of the MMO life cycle. But uh, Amazon Cloud would not work for us. We looked at it, and because so much of what's going on in KOL is traffic between the database servers and the web servers... Uh, if we had, if the architecture of the game was different, it wouldn't have to be like this. But Amazon charges you a lot for non-volatile storage, um, which means that an app like ours, where it, it it basically everything that you care about needs to not be something that can just go away if they unplug a rack of servers. Like, that means that we have to spend a whole bunch more money than you would normally have to spend for server capacity in their cloud. And we would get billed for all of the traffic between the cloud web servers and the non-volatile storage, which I'm, I am almost sure that when we looked at, like, if, if all we did was take the game and migrate it to Amazon servers that our hosting costs would have gone up like a hundredfold. Wow. Given, given the way, just because it's not, it, that stuff is not designed for something that is built the way that KOL is built. And we already own the hardware. And so, it, you know, it's, that's why we're doing it. The capacity thing, I feel you, you know, but it also... Uh, you know, when we get those occasional spikes where we have to like figure out like why the fuck is this so slow? Like that keeps us honest. You know, it's like it's like a good workout. It makes us. Oh man, my database is getting sore. I need to figure out what to exercise or which vein to inject these index steroids into. This metaphor got really strained really fast. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Eric says there are a lot of items, such as the slime-covered staff that are crafting components but don't craft in anything. A nice list is here. Links. Where were these intended to make things but set to side for whatever reason? Ah, I'm not sure what accent that was. Um, yeah, some of them, like the slime-covered staff was an accident because I... Uh, that was, like, I cloned... This probably happens a lot, actually. I wanted an item that was like another item, so I just cloned it and changed the relevant things, not realizing that the new one did not need to be craftable in the same way as the old one. Because the step of the process that you normally do between a slime-covered item and the the slime-hates-it item, or the whatever those are called, they don't really have a unified name, uh, is that nodule crafting, but in the case of the staff it was Roderick 
so it didn't need to be that. Uh, so that was just an accident. I could probably fix that. Some of the other stuff, we're like, oh, what should this do? Oh, it should be a crafting ingredient for something. And then we just never got around to making any recipes for it, like mm-hmm. the duck feathers. And let me look at this list. Cold wad. Eh, because a lot of the wads... No, maybe I guess none of the wads are... That's another thing. The wads and the feathers are all things that seem like they would be crafting ingredients. The reinforced furry underpants probably was just a mistake. Also, same deal with enchantlers. That might have been a thing where with enchantlers, I just copied the thing and increased the enchantments on it. That clone button gets us in trouble. It's not really a button, it's a link. We don't have the level of sophistication in our backend tools required to have a button. So we're kind of Amish in that respect? Yeah. We don't believe in buttons? Yeah, we just hook links into link holes. Yeah. Uh, link holes. Uh, also, uh, my erotic Legend of Zelda fanfic. Uh, I got all link holes. Hookshot, hookshot into the link holes. Erich <laughs> yeah. uh, says, The Dark Knight Rises was awesome. P.S. It was. It was, Erich. Top 1214 suggests that uh, being beaten up should also have a chance of giving you jaw bruised. I'm sure that you will. Yep, we need to perpetuate that as widely as possible. Those things are almost gone. You hardly ever see it anymore, and it's awesome. Quinry says, this may have been asked before, but what would happen if you uh, were to mysteriously be captured by aliens or some such? The game would probably go to Skullhead, right? But who would be next in line if you two happened to be together when you were captured by the aliens? Who would take over the development of KOL? I kind of feel like if something happened to me that, like... I mean, more or less, no one is in charge now, because I never tell anybody to do anything. I always figured if something happened to you that control of the game would go to, like, hot stuff on the administration side and C.D. Moyer on the getting shit done side. Well, and probably you on the creative direction side. Sure. I mean, like, that seems like, like, just in terms of, like, the people who know how to do stuff, that seems like... Like, Hot Stuff would be more like the business side of it, because that's already what he's doing. Right. And C.D. Moyer, the technical side, because that's already what he's doing. But yeah, I mean, I figure, like, in terms of, like, who would do the, sh- the, the, the shit that I think is important that I do, it would more or less just continue to be you and Riff, just more of it would come out of you and less of it would come out of me because I'd be dead or whatever. Right. You know. The things that would come out of you would not be things that we would want to share with the world. Sure, because they'd be like maggot farts. <laughs> oh man, I want When I die, I want to be put on display, and I want like uh, I want <laughs> I want to be hooked up to a machine that just has a running tally of the number of times maggots have farted inside my corpse. Yeah, and it just says maggot farts, and then a number. Maggot farts is my favorite three-word phrase cartoon. Yep. Ah, three-word phrase. Man. Shark titty ball sacks. Yep, shark titty ball sacks indeed. Uh, what was I about to say? Man, I... more, and more as, as we are on the eve of rolling out the revamped level 8 quest, and I start thinking about the level 9 quest, I, uh... What I think I am going to spring on you guys, although this is not a spring on you guys at all, I almost want to just completely start over on level nine and come up with a, like, put the valley somewhere else, 
but do the the thing with the orc chasm that I think we're both super on board with that we've been talking about for a while. Yeah. But then beyond it is something new. Hmm. And I've been wondering, do we still have it? Could we come up with something as good as Cobb's Knob or Mount McLarge Huge or Hippies? Fuck yeah. I think we're going to try. Because I, like... Even after the changes that we made to the whole, like, with the adding machine and stuff, that is still, I think, a point where a lot of people get stuck. And it's, like, not... It's not so funny that it's worth defending. Yeah, it's not... And it's not... Like, it's not so funny that it's worth keeping just for that. And it's not well-designed enough gameplay-wise that it's worth keeping just for that. Yeah. You know? So, like, why not just put that somewhere else? Like, relegate that to a... Relegate that to an offshoot relic and just make something that's more like what we would do now as that quest. It's also weird that like even thinking like Mount McLarge Huge is at least like five zones and then the quest after that is one zone and the quest after that is one zone. Hmm. You know, it's like we, we've got like a nice arc going up and then, you know, I guess in, in some ways like the speed queens are all like it's good because then we get to figure out ways to power level or whatever and we just power leveled at 99 and run away from every fight because that's optimal and do all the quests at level 99 by running away from every fight because it's optimal anyway yeah what could be over there what's on the other side of that valley what happens on the other side of an orc chasm Mm. it's just the valley of guys who are bored and maybe want to like eat some cookies or clean the garage and there's dudes falling asleep and women wanting to cuddle. No, there's no women on the other side of that. What are you talking about? Oh, I forgot. Shiver Warp says, Having been away from the game a substantial amount of time, I've realized how hard it is to get back into playing, especially if you're at the end of an ascension. The reason I found is that I don't know what my plans were previously. Was I supposed to be getting a certain skill to perm? Do I need to do the basement? What are these pages and pages of items and which ones are important? Should I be trying to get the items the month I miss? Perhaps I should just hop right into the next ascension, but what are your thoughts about the difficulties of returning players? Just playing the game in a new ascension or new character is greatly fun to me, but I dislike the crippling amount of options or unknown plans. Well, I have two... I'm of two minds on this. One is that I, like, a lot of people feel this way upon coming back, and I would like for them to not and so I'd like to know what it is that makes them feel that way I think being able to to do a reset and just start over in Valhalla is a nice thing for them because then you get to just play the nice simple version of the game that starts that you started with and then by the time you get all your shit back you're more feeling what stuff is Um, but the other thing is if you don't remember what those goals were, why are they important to you now, right? I mean, it seems like you could just click on some things and kill some monsters until you remember what you were going to do. You know, or, like, what? Yeah. I guess I kind of... I don't know. A couple days ago, when I was playing The Secret World and I was about to log off for the night, I was like, I need to write down a note to myself reminding me what I was trying to do here. That Mm. I was saving up some skill points to get this particular thing in this particular tree because I wanted to try it out because I felt like it would synergize well with my build and get my 
my deeps at the top of the charts. I don't really have a chart for my deeps. Uh, but then I was like, you know what? I'll either remember or it wasn't important. <laughs> and I was all right. And I, and I, you know, I still remember. I think the act of considering it made me remember. So it was kind of a moot point or a mute point, as many of your students would probably have it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Goal-oriented gameplay isn't like those aren't real goals, right? I mean, it's all in the service of having fun. So I feel like if I came back, I would just try to seek out what was fun. Ah, yeah, but I but I could also get why you'd be angsty about. I'm a real flip flopper these days, Mister Skullhead. Right. Are you hearing me flip flopping, flipping and a flopping? Yeah, you're uh, you're a flipping flopper. You're a flip flop flyer. Riley thirty seven says on a previous radio cast there was a question about bugbear invasion and stainless steel. I'm fine with no stainless steel from invasion. When I'm making choices in Valhalla, it's a minor factor in whether I choose hardcore bugbear or something else. Bonus karma is still sweet, and more important to me, new story content is sweet. I was ticked off when Jick said that everyone has lots of stainless steel, and who needs any more? I like KOL a lot, but I hate when everyone is a category that doesn't include me. If the players that have been around for X years and have done Y hardcore runs are the only ones who matter, then why'd you bother sending me an item for my first anniversary? Or maybe this is a better way of asking: Is there a way that players like me at one or two years, a few dozen runs, a few donations could become significant to the makers of the game that we could matter when you're figuring things out like stainless steel and bugbear mothership. Ah, oh, man. You have you have misunderstood me, sir. You are, abs- you are absolutely the person that I want to make this game for. Like, a person who has been around for a little while, so is clearly sticking to it, and enjoys the game, and likes what it has to offer, and has done a few ascensions, but is not like crazy speed dude it is absolutely the case that you are the everyone that I want to make KOL for. You are exactly the target in my head when I am designing content. But when I am thinking about things like whether the Bugbear Invasion drops stainless steel or not, you don't care. And so when I say everybody already has plenty of stainless steel, I mean the kind of person who would care if this doesn't drop stainless probably already has plenty of stainless and I mean you've said right out that you don't care so sorry if I offended you but you are in my mind the core demographic that I am to please Right. the the casual player who is not so casual that they don't ascend every once in a while is exactly who I want to provide the very best experience for because they are the person that will choose a path based on whether or not it is fun instead of whether or not it is fast. And that is just, that is a point of view that I feel more simpatico with and also that it is a lot easier to make you happy. And so you are a lot better effort to joy proposition Yep. Uh, hey, that's a forum thread. And that was a was a forum thread. It was an entire forum thread. And was that an entire show? Uh, well, we have one more. The question from Whack: Can we have a four hundred lucre item that lets you draw bruised people? 
Nope. The reason that jobbersers are okay is because there were only a fixed number of them, and the supply is only ever going to go down. Well, what if it was a 400 lucre single single use item? Oh yeah. Okay. I support that. Maybe that's how that we should have introduced them to begin with. Yeah. Um, we have. I feel like. Yeah, we can get out of here. Okay. We do that. Uh, we'll be back in this time and in this place next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.